Welcome to Ready to Mosh, a podcast all about rock, metal and alternative music. I'm Kev P. And I'm Gem G. Each episode will bring you the latest news, talk about new releases and review gigs and festivals that we've been to. There'll be a smattering of guest interviews and a lot of random chat. As well as podcasts, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search at Ready to Moshcast. Hello and welcome to Ready to Mosh. Hello. Hello. It's a beer cast. It is, and it's episode number... 59. I don't know the bingo call for that. White wine. How does that does that work? White Ooh, wine, 59, beer cast, kind of works. And why is it a beer cast? Uh, it's a beer cast because this is our one-year anniversary episode. Yeah, our birthday, if you will. Ooh. I'm really sorry. I was trying to quickly drink some vodka and orange, um, do it quietly, but that didn't work well. Well, let's just put a caveat out there now. We're sorry for any slurps and burps. That would, we, we, <laughs> slurps and burps. We've said that before at the start of a beer cast. Sorry if you hear any slurps and burps. It's a beer <laughs> cast. If you don't like slurps and burps, because to be fair, I don't like listening to slurps and burps. <laughs> <laughs> so switch off now if you don't like slurps and burps. But we'll try not to slurp and burp too much. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll try and get through it. Yeah. So anyway, happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us, yeah. Shall we go on to the news? We may as well, because it's an episode, as usual. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be a normal episode. I would like also like to say we were planning on getting some guests on for this episode, but we've had so many kind of people on recently that we've physically just not had the time to do it. Yeah, because of Uprising, we just kind of focused on that, really. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing, but hopefully we'll get the guests that we were hoping to have on sometime soon. Sometime soon, yeah. Yeah. Also, just to say the news might seem a little bit old when you listen to this because we're recording slightly earlier than we normally would in the week because of Uprising being... Yeah, so is this about 10 days in advance? Kind of, yeah. Normally we're only about four days in advance, but we've still got various bits of editing and stuff to do for the Uprising previews and interviews, which will have just happened last weekend. So anyway, yeah, just... (laughs) It's it's still news. Yeah, so we're going to talk about some potentially old news... Yeah, so yeah, so all this comes with the caveat is probably old news to people, but it's stuff that's as, happened. As we speak now, it's it's actual current news. Yeah. And who knows, future us may pop in with some extra news if anything exciting happens in the next week. Anyway, let's let's go on. You go first. So starting with some sad news. Two festivals have been cancelled this week. Dominion Fest, which was due to take place 5th to the 7th of May in Durham, has been cancelled due to low ticket sales. The headliners for that, it was a three-day one, were Blind Guardian, Orange Goblin and Skindred. And apparently they'd only sold 5% of their tickets. That's insane. That is. That is absolutely crazy because Skindred will sell out any venue Mm. at the moment. They they can pretty much play any way they want. And quite a few of the people on the lineup, in addition to the headliners, were kind of UK exclusives or even European exclusives. So, yeah, it's really It's it's strange. Obviously quite close, because this is only about two weeks away now it would have been. So quite yeah. close, and they've only sold that many tickets. It's yeah, I, I don't get that. Orange Goblin as well, a huge. Mm, yeah. Orange Goblin would still pull a really good crowd. And then, just to add on to that then, Manifest also announced this week that they've cancelled. They were due to take place on the 26th to the 28th of May in Whittlebury Park. Bands there included My Dying Bride, Belfagor. So they got some big names yeah, going on as well. They did have some big names. I mean, one reason for that one, it was over the end of May Bank holiday and there's quite a lot of other things happening that weekend. So it's like Slam Dunk weekend. Yeah. 
there's a couple of other festivals playoff, I think I've seen. Although it's not music related, the playoff finals are the same weekend, so you could have people with split loyalties that potentially really, no, they would yeah. want to go to music venues, but would also like to go to Wembley. Yeah, it's last weekend of the Premier League. Yeah, there's a lot of th- there's a lot of things mm. going off that weekend. And we we spoke about this before, and you yeah. raised a really good point. Is when you start looking at these places, is it the location that is that what's stopping people? It could be. We didn't know really too much about either of these festivals. No, I mean we've kind of seen the lineups, but I mean particularly like the Dominion one, it looked good. Obviously, we're always happy to go see Skindred, but Durham's quite a trek to go it's to. It's a hell of a trek to go to for us. So yeah. unless you're kind of up that way anyway over that weekend. You think cause these are bands that I know some of them were UK exclusives, but the, a lot of them were also bands that you could see in other places. Yeah. So why why you'd make the journey up there potentially? There's a lot of competition with smaller festivals now as well. Yeah, and you know I don't know what the pricing structure was like either. Mm. So was the pricing structure kind of off compared to what you could get at other festivals? Not that. They sure. maybe didn't yeah. have the same bands, but I think for any festival to cancel, it's really sad. Yeah, definitely. Because I, all I want is for any of these festivals just to do really well and kind of give give competition to kind of like download, mm. Bloodstock, Ready yeah. Leeds, all of the big ones. Just, you know, keep keep those guys on the toes because you could be the next one. Yeah. And these festivals as well, for people who can't financially afford to go to bigger festivals, it does give them a, an opportunity to see some big bands some, on some small yeah, bands. some really good live music. Yeah. So, yeah, if you were in the northeast, for example, and you can't afford to go to Download or Bloodstock or do the travel or whatever, you know, that would have been an option for you to go to. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very sad. So on some more upbeat news, Queens of Stone Age are playing in Halifax on the 20th of June at the Peace Hall the 22nd of June at Margate at Dreamland, and on the 23rd of June in Cardiff at Cardiff Castle. So, so those venues are really odd. Yeah, I was going to say that, and also it's their first UK dates for quite a few years now, isn't it? We well, we saw them in 2016, so they must have mm. toured since. Then. Yeah, I think they have, but it's been a while. Obviously, it's been a while for some people to come over yeah. anyway. But yeah, and It's I've probably just, been a good six years. I've just tweaked as well. That's when you were at Glastonbury. For some of the days, yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking, oh, I could take this into Cardiff. You could. Um, but I think, I'm trying to think when Glastonbury is. I think, bearing in mind their schedule, so they play Ross Kilda, mm. which is a festival we've both got to, we both want to go to, oh, yeah. on the 28th. So there's a five-day gap between Cardiff and Ross Kilda. And Queens of the Stone Age were on the original article in The Guardian that said they were basically playing the Glastonbury, but they never appeared on the poster. And then after the post got lo- got released, the article suddenly got updated and they were no longer there. Mm. And nobody was actually quite sure what, what was happening with that. And there's still a strong rumour that they're going to play there, so I'm hoping to get to see them at Glastonbury this year. I think there's a good chance because the 23rd when they're at Cardiff is a Friday, so there's a Saturday and Sunday available. Exactly. So. I, I mm. imagine they'll do either the Saturday or the Sunday. Probably... Yeah. Maybe the Sunday, so they got a day off before yeah. Glastonbury. But yeah, you're more, you're more than welcome to go to Cardiff. I I will be actually weirdly not that far from you. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> I could even go to Margate. <laughs> you could you could do never the trip been to Margate. To Margate. Yeah. I will say as well, the Peace Hall and Dreamland. I've never heard of these fucking venues. Yeah, I've heard of the Peace Hall in Halifax. Quite a few bands have played there. Mm. Limp Biscuit have just an- announced um, a summer date there, one of their outdoor shows. 
I didn't is, is realize... it really cheap there or <laughs> I don't know I didn't realize they got an outdoor thing I thought it was just an indoor venue but looking at pictures they've actually it almost looked like a courtyard thing kind of in the middle of it that they do outdoor oh, okay. summer things at could be one to investigate as a venue yeah perhaps could be. it's not that far is it no really? Halifax yeah. not too far from us mm. but Dreamland in Margate I've heard of that as well top of my head I feel like Placebo have played there or are playing there you know when they come back over for download yes. I'm not sure if it is. I might have just made this up, but it, like, um, I imagine it to be like a seaside kind of fun fair kind of place, like but a derelict nest. one, but derelict. Somewhat. Like Skepnest. Some, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing, Coney Island kind of thing. That's yeah. what, in my mind what it is. <laughs> it's quite far for us to go and explore, but maybe one day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a bit of Bloodstock news next. Unto Others have pulled out of Bloodstock and all of their festival dates over the summer the reason they've cited for this is that they're working on a new album it's a fucking new one isn't it i mean (laughs) we're working on a new album we've not had long enough yeah i mean i'm sure bands have managed to combine the two things before but anyway they Mm. said they'll be back in 2024 so yeah but bloodstock have already got a replacement in for them and embodiment will be taking their place well i hope embodiment absolutely smash it Mm, yeah i think one of the good things although it's it's frustrating if you're a fan of a particular band, see mm. a band drop out. I think it's also great as well for as an opportunity for a band to move up mm. and just, you know, they've suddenly got a slot that they might not necessarily have got mm. any other year or may even never get again. Yeah. But it, it just gives them a chance to showcase their skills, introduce people that maybe don't know them and mm. get new fans. Yeah. And Bloodstock are quite good at doing that. So did it with someone that pulled out earlier? Yeah, that, the, yeah, the, didn't they? They kind of moved someone up and brought someone smaller in below. So it gives the one band chance to move up the bill and a new band to come in. Yeah. Lower down, but being at the festival. I think that's a really good way to do it because it, it almost secures the festival for Bloodstock. Mm. In the sense that they essentially their profit raises because they're bringing in smaller bands. But at the same time, they're bringing in smaller bands who might not have ever got that chance. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a given that you have to replace a kind of similar-sized band with a similar-sized band, is it? No, no, you know, unless it was kind of like your headliner that well, pulled yeah. out, you, obviously you've got to get a suitable replacement. Obviously, but, you know, if it's someone lower down the bill initially, it gives them other bands that opportunity to... Yeah, just to jiggle things up. around, yeah. yeah. On to other news, which is Soundgarden are actually going to release some new music. Despite Chris Cornell obviously passing away quite a few years ago now, and these were recordings that were made kind of months before he died, but they never got to see the light of day. And it was a bit of a legal dispute between the band and Chris Cornell's widow, Vicky, but they've apparently come to a, some kind of mutual agreement about it. And we are going to get to hear some new sound garden that which obviously, sadly, Chris is no longer mm. able to play. But, yeah, we will get to hear some new Soundgarden. I, I would love to hear some new Soundgarden. I, I'm a big Soundgarden fan, so... Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing it to see what it's like as well. Yeah, and it's it's a strange one with Soundgarden because you're not a massive... Was it Soundgarden you weren't a big fan of? I don't like Soundgarden, but I like Chris you, Cornell. Yeah, that was, yeah it was yeah, such a weird one. I know, like Chris Cornell solo with Audio Slave, etc., Love him in that, but I don't know but what it is about Soundgarden. I don't know like. what it is. But most of Soundgarden were in Audio Slave. I, just, I, <laughs> that's I can't. What, that's what, it blows my mind. I know. It's my brain. It's how it works. 
But yeah, it'll be good to hear. I always think it's a shame as well when someone passes away if they've got music left behind that you don't get to hear it. It's a weird one because it's good to hear it, but then you know that you're never going to hear it live. It's, it's also one of those where I think, would it have sounded the same if it had got released while they were alive? Yeah, because they would have been involved because in the production, they would have been involved in the editing, yeah. the production process, like mm. you say, yeah. So it's a weird one again because what you hear might not, might not be what they want you to hear. Yeah, but, but the same thing happened with the, do you remember, was it the Black Album that Nirvana did? The, kind of like the mm. best of it had... I think it was one or two tracks yeah. that were never released before. Yeah. Those tracks were fucking incredible. Mm. I really enjoyed those tracks as Nirvana tracks. Yeah, and even the other week we had the Linkin Park unreleased Meteora yeah. session track, didn't we? Although Chester may have been involved in the production behind that, I'm not sure. But But yeah, but it but it was yeah. pre it was previously unreleased, yeah. Mm. Next thing I've got is just that Metallica made it to number one in the UK album charts with seventy two seasons. Yeah. I mean, Which is, yeah. I mean, it's great that it's kind of put metal back in the forefront of people's minds again, but the album is not good. No, I mean... It's, it's not a great album. We did our review. You can listen to that a few episodes ago now. But yeah, I guess one of the reasons, obviously it's been anticipated for some time, yeah. and all the different versions, I think there were vinyls, cassettes, etc. Obviously, rav- paid, Your avid collector it. is going to buy all versions, so... And the not- fan base that Metallica have got as well, not only historically, mm. but kind of recently through Stranger Things. Stranger Things. So it's, gonna, so it's opened up a new fan base, which it was always going to hit number it's one. It's going to span 60 years of age range, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, not to take anything away from them. As no, much, no but, I think, yeah, I think, I think it's, know, a great, it's a yeah. great achievement, but it's not a good album. Yeah. No, it, <laughs> no. It, sorry, it's not a bad album. <laughs> yeah. But it's not Could have been a better. great album. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, well done to them. Downloading news now. So Download have made another announcement. Possibly the final announcement? Oh, I don't think it is. Don't you? It's only like six and a half weeks as we speak, so by the time this goes out, it's going to be like five and a little bit weeks. It is, but I'm sure the first announcement was 70 bands. Mm. This one was around 40? The last one was about 40. This one was about 10. This is Which the still takes one. us up to about 120. There were 118 bands last year. So I feel like we're being screwed out of, they're saying it's an extra day of music, but we're not getting the same value. Well, we need to sit down and count them to verify well, yeah. that point. We, but yes, maybe that's subject uh, to verification. But we could be getting less bands, but they're doing longer sets, so you get more quality over quantity, potentially. Which is fine. I'm, I'm cool with that. If we are getting longer sets, but yeah. what I don't want is like huge gaps between bands where yeah. you can't watch a band, you know, like in the Dog Tooth, for instance, or yeah. the Avalanche, because you can't physically get anywhere near well, it. Yeah, and the same goes for the second stage. Actually, I'll have to work that little thing out. Numerical yeah. quandary. Yeah, I can see you calculating the spreadsheet. <laughs> anyway. Some bands have been announced. And the stage splits that we've been waiting for so we can get a vague idea of the old Clash Finder yeah. situation. One of the bands that I'm... I mean, it was leaked weeks and weeks and weeks ago. But one of the bands that have been announced on this announcement are Pucifer. Yeah, not Who surprised, are, but exciting. No, yeah, I'm so excited. I'm buzzing for that. That is going to be amazing. Along with 100 Reasons... Yeah. who I absolutely love and I can't wait to watch again. Yeah, that'll be good. Cherry Bombs, who I'm not familiar with, but sound quite fun to watch. I know they supported, I think, Corey Taylor previously. 
Yes. So, yeah, they look like they've got pop and a good show. Cancer Bats, who I can't remember last time we saw them. I know 2012, 2012 they were there, we but them. they got delayed, didn't they? And then they came on with, was it oh, Billy they, Talent they came, they came on with? Oh, was it Billy Talent or was it I can't Corey? remember. No. Anyway. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, so yeah, I want to I want to see the Cansbats as well. And Static Dress, I've been wanting to see them for a while, so hopefully their timing will suit. State champs have also been announced, along with Punk Rock Factory. Yeah, they were at the Village last year. Yeah, they were, and they actually they actually put out quite a really cool teaser video for it. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, <laughs> that that was amazing. So, if anybody's, although it's kind of old old news, watch the teaser video. And like there was so obviously mm. they gave away a, li- a few clues in that. Yeah, that they were definitely going to be there. It's a bit like if you know, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it was fun. Um, they just do covers, don't they? Which I wouldn't go out of my way to watch, but if there's nothing else happening, I'll give them a watch. Yeah, uh, Casey are also going to be there. Yeah, reformed. Yeah, reunited, whatever the word is. Red Hook will be there too, and Rituals, who were the winners of the uh, Kerrang deal of the Kerrang deal. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and. Rituals are kind of like, you know, I'll, I'll probably go and watch those as well. Yeah. So, yeah, and we've got the stage splits. We're not going to go into a lot of detail of what that looks like because we're going to have a couple of download preview episodes coming up in May. So we're going to be going through the kind of rough clash finder set up then, who we're looking forward to seeing, who we think might clash. And see if we actually spend days together or not. Well, yeah, <laughs> always a question. Um, one thing I will say on it is that Sunday is looking a little bit clashy, clashy out of all the days. Of of all the days, Sunday is an absolute nightmare. It's it always seems to be the way as well on the Sunday. The last day when you've got the least energy, you end up running around like a blue arsed fly. Yeah, want for better for want of a better expression. Yeah, yeah. Sun Sunday looks absolutely epic, mm. and it, it's probably one of the days that I've seen over the last few years where I've gone, "This is immense," but I don't know how I'm physically going to get from everywhere. Yeah. Well, we'll see when we get there, I guess. But we can, we'll do a prediction for you in a few weeks. Final bit of news, I guess, then, is that the Foo Fighters have now announced a new album and a single, which has been released already. We'll come back to that in a minute. The album is called But Here We Are, and that's going to be released on the 2nd of June, and I believe it has 10 tracks on it. Mm. And I still don't think that they've confirmed who's drumming on it. No, I've not read anything about who the new drummer is. no. I saw Which we, we may know by yeah. by the time you listen to this. Yeah, exactly. So, But yeah, there's a single is out already, which is called Rescued. There's also a couple of new singles out as well this week from Sleep Token and Skindred. And we haven't listened to any of those three ones. So we're going to do a little bit of a, a live listen to the party. Yeah. So we'll be pausing. You'll get a little bit of lift music. And then we'll report back. So we'll go for Foo Fighters first because we just spoke to that. Spoke to that. We just spoke about that. Cue the music. We've just listened to the few fighters rescued. What did you think? It's interesting. There's there's a few things I've got going on there. Mm. So it, there's parts of it that sound very much like the colour and the shape. Mm. Parts of it that sound like one by one. Yeah. And it's a it's a mix between the two, and the drums are actually quite interesting because there's a lot of emphasis on the kind of like hi hat stuff, which is not something the foos have really done. To that extent, that you're mm, hearing this, yeah. 
So I'm wondering whether Dave Grohl's going to drum. I think that could have been him on the recording of that. Yeah, like I think on the recording, he's, he's, it's got to be Dave think, Grohl. Yeah. I really liked it. Like you, I thought it was very colour of the shapey with hints of more one by recent one. Yeah. stuff. And some of the more recent stuff they've done, I've not been as keen on, but I, yeah, I like that musically and lyrically as well. I thought that was interesting. I think lyrically it's great, mm. but musically it's not blown me away. I, w- I was wondering if they'd go completely off what they've done previous, you know, like recently and go back to what they were doing before. Yeah, because I think we'd heard rumours that they were going to be more colour and shapey on whatever they were recording. We heard that somewhere, didn't we? I'm sure we've mentioned it. I don't know. I thought we'd mentioned it on a previous episode. Maybe you dreamt it. You may have done it. I had a dream. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Martin Luther King. (laughs) But yeah, like I said, compared to recent stuff, I like it a lot more. So I'm hoping it's given some insight into the new album and that carries on in the same way, but goes even more colour and shapey. (laughs) Colour and shapey. Yeah, the technical (laughs) description. (laughs) The the colour and the shape is my favourite Foo Mm. Fighters album. They're they're probably the two best albums I've done for me. Yeah. So it's a good start, but I'm kind of after the Metallica single, Lux Turner, Mm. and the other singles that they released after that. I thought Metallica were going to do well. Yeah, we did a similar thing. And the Metallica album for me just didn't do it. And I hope the Foo Fighters don't disappoint me in the same way that the Metallica album did. Yeah, it's a weird one because part of me is glad that they've carried on and they're doing stuff, but part of me doesn't want it to be like a never-ending churning out saga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we'll come back to that in June. Hmm. Okay, next single up is the new one from Sleep Token. So that was a new single from Sleep Token. Do you wish that you loved me? I do wish that I loved them, but I just don't. I'm going to put my hands up. Sleep Token are hit and miss for me. They're more miss than hit for me. That one, I went into it with expectations. Maybe this will be the one that I like. And it's sent me even further the other way, to be honest. I totally get that. That is fucking dog shit. I found the vocal really great in, I think, because it was so isolated. I've I've said this before. I know he's obviously got a good voice, but it just really grates my brain. It's got like the excessive uh, auto tune overlays on it. Yeah, and it was very some kind of pop kind of. I don't know what the genre was. It was in the background. Yeah, it's not what if you want to play kind of like alternative music, then play alternative music. Yeah, it's like they're trying to dabble in various genres. Until they find something that sticks. Yeah. I'm curious to see because that is about the fifth single they've released now. Yeah. The album's out next month. So be interested to see how all the different singles fit in together and maybe if there's any flow with them and the other tracks that are unreleased or maybe they'll release them all before the album. I don't know. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it flows, but I've not got high expectations of liking it, unfortunately. No, that that for me was fucking horseshit. That, I'm trying that to is, be polite about it. I, I, I don't go. care. No, it was fucking <laughs> horseshit. That is the worst thing I've heard in a long time. In fact, that is probably the worst thing I've heard since the Red Hot Chili Peppers album. Wow. It was terrible, and I, I don't get it. Like, the things they've released before, some of it has been great, some of it has been okay, but that is dog shit. Does it rank lower than Vilvelo's album? Ooh. 
That's the that's the Ooh, kind of is that the benchmark. That's the benchmark, yeah, for this year at least. It's oh, it's ran there. It's in the, it's in the same spot, I think. Okay, we'll leave that one there then, shall we? And move on to Skindred. Yeah, fuck me, let's I've, get Skindred. Yeah, let's press that pause button and crack on with that. So we've just listened to Skindred's new single, If I Could, and that was different. That's fucking catchy. Yeah. <laughs> when it first started, I was like, oh, different. And yeah, it was. It was almost at times virgin on ballady, but then yeah. it kind of kicks in and it's got a catchy chorus. and felt very kind of like 90s sort of mm. feel to it. Yeah. Actually, you know what it reminded me of? They're a fellow countryman. Those damn crows. Yeah, actually, it did. You know, you don't often hear Benji actually sing, sing, do you? And no, you don't hear yeah. his, his his singing voice. You hear his his kind, kind of, of reggae rap, 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 rap reggae rap voice. Yeah, yeah that's kind <clears> of it. But yeah, <throat> he he was really melodic in that more so than I've really ever noticed before. Time, yeah. yeah, and it has got that kind of you can hear the kind of Welsh lilt come through, and I really like that. I feel like I shouldn't, but I really do. Yeah, I was thinking you might not like this <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, there's, there's parts about it I shouldn't like, but I, I think it's great. I yeah. think it's really cool. It's just shown how Skindred, they've been around a long time, but they're still developing and growing and evolving and they can do showing their versatility. Yeah. Yeah. And again, looking forward, really looking forward to that, because that's about the third single now off their album. Yeah, Set Phases was the last one. And Give Me That Boom. Before the that, first yeah. one has there been another? I can't remember, but yeah, based on those three, definitely looking forward to the album in August. Yeah, uh, that's going to be really cool. Mm, yeah, and I, I think um, Baz from Massive Wagons, episode 50, if you're interested. Yeah, go and give it a listen if you haven't done yet. If you haven't, why not? I think he summed it up best that Benji is a musical whirlwind. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you can, you can just imagine Benji walking into a studio. Blasting this shit out. Are they going, right, it's me done. Go now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he knows what he can do. He does it well. He can just get on with it and crack stuff out like that. Along with the rest of the band, obviously. I'm glad we saved yeah. this till last and yeah. not the fucking sleep token song. Oh, jeez, yeah. I'd have been gone to sleep, I think. <laughs> on protest. Right, I think that's it for singles. So coming up next, we're going to have a full review. Review time now, and we've got the new album from End Shikari, A Kiss for the Whole World. Their seventh album, 12 tracks, only 33 minutes. A little dinky one. It is, but it felt longer. You think? Yeah. I found the opposite. I thought I, I was kind of listening to it, and then it was like, ooh, we round the start again, because I got it on loop. Yeah, I actually, I should start doing that, because I finished the album and then went into As Everything Unfolds. I thought, this is not Enter Shikari, what's going uh, on here? Yeah, because it, it plays what it thinks it you thinks want I want to listen, listen to, to yeah. Next. Actually, just to say, everything unfold, as Everything Unfolds, new album came out on the same day. Not had a chance to review that one yet, but I have listened to it and it is great too. So yeah, go give that a listen, but we're going into detail on Shikari for this episode. Okay, so first track is the title track. A Kiss for the Whole World X. 
don't get that little X on the oh, end. I didn't see the X on the end. Yeah, on the okay. single. And this is also a single that, that they have just released. I've not seen the video for it yet, but it is out there. I don't particularly like this track because I find it too trumpety and trumpets give me the ick. I don't know I if I... know exactly what you mean. I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast before, but I have issues with trumpets. Very rarely, on occasion, I can tolerate yeah. a trumpet. <laughs> for example, at the Download Pilot, when Shikari came out to a trumpet fanfare then, that was acceptable. On very rare songs, a trumpet is acceptable, but in general, I don't do trumpets. No. So, yeah... I like kind of the underlying beats in it and when it kicks in heavy and the kind of sentiment of it, which is a theme through the album. But as a track, it's not my favourite. No, it's a weird one, this. It's a very, very upbeat tempo. And it's not what I was expecting, actually. Mm. It's very different to what I thought the album would be. And there's lots of horrible bits with kids in it, Mm. which just makes me want to tear my eyes out. And, yeah... I've actually wrote, the trumpets become irritating and don't add anything. No. I mean, I know Shikari have done trumpety related stuff before, so it's nothing but, but new. But it's like overuse of it. It's <laughs> yeah. unnecessary. And I was thinking this, and then I saw on I saw a TikTok with Rao in it, kind of highlighting the trumpet bits and how it was all put together, and he was, like, really happy about it. And then I felt bad, but I can't pretend to like trumpets just for Rao. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just ain't a trumpet person. Okay, track two. Please set me on Please. fire. <laughs> yep, please set me on fire. Uh, we spoke about this before. Yeah, we did a live listen, initial reaction to it, didn't we? I think when it was released as a single. Yeah, and it, it's kind of like an interesting use of, ex- like the vocals seem very mm. stretched and extended through it. Harmony, I thought. Yeah, and that's really interesting. And it's got a very catchy chorus. Mm. And I think this is going to be one that will be good live. Yeah. It's it's the kind of Shikari thing you'd want to see live. Yeah, I expect it to be very bouncy. It reminds me of vibes from Spark era, that kind of. Yeah, and like the times we've seen the, them, it's like yeah. that's something you'd want to see live. Yeah, which I think we said at the time when we did that initial review of it. Yeah, so mm. so I've not mm. wrote too much else about this just because we have spoke about it before. Yeah, track three, it hurts. This I think is my favourite track of the album. Okay, interesting. I just love everything about this one, like the lyrics, vocals on it, the synth beats. It's just really, really grown on me. Another one that I can see being good live. So so I've got mixed feelings about this. Mm. So I do really like it. But? However, some of the vocals are very over-synthesised, which I don't like. Okay. And there are some awful fucking lyrics in this. Really? Yeah. Um, But it is catchy. And it's clear why it's been a single. Yeah. I think of of the songs that are on here, this is clearly why it is a single. It is one of my favourites, but there are things that I don't like about it as well. Okay, this is, yeah, there's nothing I don't like about this one. Okay. And it, it feels very kind of 80s inspired in places yeah. as well. Which I think is probably why you really <laughs> yeah. like it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, could be. Track four, Leap Into The Lightning. Not sure what this is supposed to be. Okay. I'll be honest. This is a weird one for me. Because when I first listened to it yesterday, I was not sure. And I was listening today, and I was like, I really like this one. And this is another one that is a favourite, not my very favourite, but a favourite. Okay. 
again, I, I feel like it's lacking lyrically in this. And there's too much electro in it as well. See, I really like I that. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not on board with what they've done with that. I quite liked it. It's quite drum and bassy. You've got some good riffage going through, quite guitar-y at the forefront of it. Catchy chorus and hook, then some really deep beats. And it reminds you a little bit of Anesthetist, that kind of really oh, deep okay. bass going through. Yeah, the more I've listened to this one, it's really grown on me. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought it was really skippable. Maybe you need to give it some more listens. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Next up, number five, Feed Your Soul, is the first of three kind of instrumental interlude yeah. tracks. Not really wrote much about this other than it's a kind of synth beat interlude. Yeah, pointless. <laughs> That's my one word summarisation yeah. of this song, pointless. It is a bit weird that it's only 12 tracks and three of them are these little instrumental interludes, which I know is nothing new to Shikari. Offers nothing of interest. It's probably going to be used as a bit of a breather at live shows. Possibly, maybe even an intro. Or as an intro, but it, yeah. Just or point, an outro. To me, just pointless. Mm. No, no, no need to even include it as a track, just drop it on the end of something. Yeah. I kind of get why they do that, because it's kind of a done thing, but at the same time, yeah. Yeah. Move track on. six, Deadwood. This is an unusual change of tempo and style. Yeah. Compared to everything else that's, that's been thrown at us so far. Yeah, um, I wasn't sure what to make of this one to start with. It doesn't fit but it's actually my favourite track on the album. That's interesting. Yeah, I fucking love this. Yeah. This is a great Shikari song. I like it, yeah. It's not up as a favourite, but it is different and slower. And I think it just offers more yeah. than the others have done. Yeah, it's definitely got more to it. The other, A lot of the other ones are just like banging bops going through, where this has got almost it's- isolated vocals and synth not since strings behind them and kind of builds this crescendo, but then with a repetitive chant. Yeah. And it's, I think it's, it's lyrically stronger. I think it's musically stronger. Mm. And there's no emphasis, like you've said, there's no emphasis on kind of like the, almost like the drum and bass aspect behind it. And it just, it just feels real. It doesn't, everything else just kind of feels very unnatural. Did more of an organic kind of sound that yeah. I want to hear. And this is one that I can imagine mid-set Rao doing solo acoustically. Yeah. As it tends to do. So for me, this is kind of like the highlight of the album. Mm. This is perfect. Okay. Next up, we've got number seven, Jailbreak. Mm-hmm. This one for me, it reminds me of some kind of old Shikari again, harking back, pre-spark, that kind of mid-range yeah. era that they kind of turned to. You've got some kind of the spoken midsection and it kind of kicks in and kind of just bangs and it's like preachy row going through it. I think this would be a good one live. Yeah, I've got would go down well live. Yeah, there were sections where I could just imagine yeah. the confetti cannons going off. Yeah. it's This for me is another strong track. Uh, the chorus is great. I'm not struck on the synth pit in the chorus. Mm. I, I feel like that detracts a little. Yeah. But it's minimal so it works better. Yeah. It's not as heavy as the other three or four before, yeah, you know, the only three or mm. four tracks. And like you've said, I've actually got Would Go Down Well Live. This is my second favourite track on the album. Yeah, it's another one that's grown on me. I've not marked it as a favourite, but the, I'm listening to it again today. It's 
definitely gone up the yeah. rankings and one thing i noticed in this and a few other tracks actually going on to lyrics like this one it says oh i wish i was back at the dreamers hotel and it's kind yes, of hark yeah. backs to previous albums and i think with deadwood there was one nothing is true talking about yeah. the last album again so there's all kind so of little, i like those kind of like in, in references Callbacks, yeah. yeah. Call, is that the <laughs> that, that's the term, yeah, it's a okay. callback. <laughs> yeah, I do like that kind of smattered through the album. Yeah. Track eight is Bloodshot, and this was another single, and we, we've discussed this one before, I think, mm. and it sounds so much like The Prodigy at the opening. Mm, yeah, I've got Prodigy-esque opener. Yeah, and I'm not really a fan of the electro kind of emphasis on this one. I'm not either. And one thing I really don't like about this one is like the, the bloodshot, in the re- the repeat in the chorus and how it echoes throughout. It just kind of starts grating after a bit. Oh. I didn't like that. Yeah. No, no I get what you mean. Yeah. It's unusual for me to hear you say something about a Shikori song like that, though. <laughs> yeah. No, it just, I just didn't like that. That just, that was almost detracting away from the music because all I could pick up in my ears was that. And I was like, just a bit. <laughs> And then that goes into another instrumental outro, Bloodshot, Brackets Coda, close straight in from the previous, but then you've got it's more lighter with some added strings in the background, like it's just the last track fading away, but it's a separate track. And I don't quite know why they didn't just tag it on as just fading into like, the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I said before, it's like, why? Like, I've got no real opinion on this. It's just it's just an ending with trumpet overlays. Yeah. What's what's the point? There's there's no need for it. Yeah. It doesn't deserve a separate track. Just add it on. Mm-hmm. Next up is Goldfish. Again, what's interesting about this is that we went through a series of tracks that I really hated. Well, not really hated, but didn't wasn't a fan of. Yes. They went through some that I thought were amazing, and I feel like we're back to more kind of like opinionless thoughts again about this. It's not terrible. And it's got moments, but there's nothing one iota scary or ominous about being a fucking goldfish bowl. <laughs> so it's like, I'm sorry, this is so lyrically weak. I like it. I love the metaphor oh, of you are the goldfish, I am the bowl. I get it. You obviously don't. You might as well say, I am the fucking apple, you are the apple tree, for all it matters. No, you're it's just irrelevant. Not it. No. Pointless drivel. No. Yes. No. And very catchy, as you will attest to, because I was wandering as, around the house singing, I have the goldfish, you are the bomb. Like um, I said, it's not yeah. terrible and it's got moments, but mm. it's just, it's not great. Now, I know what you mean. There are bits in this I really like. Obviously, I like the sentiment of it and the goldfish analogy. <laughs> I like the fact it's quite bass heavy, because I do like that in a song. I like the kind of the spoken bit throughout it. But then the chorus is quite clunky and robotic, and I don't, Really like it musically. Yeah. So it's a bit of a, a mix. There are high, yeah, there are high yeah. points in it. And there are some, but like when it gets to mm. the bad points, you're kind of like, well, I don't know why that was necessary. Okay. Moving on then to the longest title of the album Giant Pacific Octopus, brackets, I don't know you anymore, close brackets. I thought this had a really great intro, but then it just kind of was okay. Okay. Well, I thought this was a much stronger track than the last few have been. Mm. And it ends on a better note than it started. Yeah. And it, again, it's it's a track that's not horrific, and it's not a track that blows my mind. Yeah. 
but it is better than like the last three or four tracks. Mm. So it, it kind of ends on a positive note for me, as opposed to how it started. I get that. Yeah, there was nothing really of note within it. It wasn't awful, but it just, yeah, it wasn't a favourite and kind of started great and then just kind of almost kind of dwindled just down to an okay song for me. Feels like it could like be an interchangeable sort of track on a tour. They could they yeah. could just drop in and, you know, you, you get tracks that will switch between venues and tours and I feel yeah. like it's that kind of track. Yeah, and for me, with all the other previous ones, when I was listening to it, something stood out in all of them, whether it was just a lyric or a melody or the intro or something. But on this one, it would kind of switch on to this one and then next thing I knew it had come round back to the start again. Yeah. And I'd not really noted anything. It's like, oh, that's been and gone and nothing it, really leapt at me. It's the Aston Villa of songs. Yeah. <laughs> for you, <laughs> No offence to yeah. Aston Villa, but they're yeah. just a mid-table, just their team. They're the mid-table and they're no offence to you, are they? No, I don't dislike them, but I'm not a fan. Yeah. And then it goes into joint Pacific Octopus swirling off into infinity, which is a little ditty just to end the album at track 12. Which, which again, is a little bit pointless. Just mm. drop it on the end. So, summary. Okay. Do you want mine or do you want to go first? I don't mind. You go. Okay. For me... It, it was okay. It didn't live up to some of the expectations I'd hoped for it, but I don't dislike it. It's not my favourite Shikari album. I thought there was lots of high points, lots of intricate layers in the music. I loved the flashbacks in the lyrics, like I've said before. I think there were lots of classic round lyrics, and I think he is an awesome lyricist. A bit quirky at times, has some weird metaphors, which you kind of need to get on board with. <laughs> which I definitely am <laughs> not on board not. with. And I think... The highs were really great and the lows were mediocre, if you know what I mean. Yeah. There's nothing I disliked and the ones I really like, I really like. Okay. So for me, it's not a classic Shikari album, straight mm. off the bat. My notes are very similar to yours. So I think it's got some real high points in it. But unfortunately, they, they're kind of few and far between. They're not constant, which I've had with the other Shikari albums. Mm. And it seems like they've taken a bit of a different direction, which yeah. I know they're not afraid of doing because they've done that quite recently. They, they moved from one area to a different area, and it feels like they've moved again. And the only issue I've got is that some of the things they do with like the synths and the electro stuff, sometimes it's a bit overkill. don't think it's that necessary. Yeah, I kind of know what you mean. It almost drowns out the actual musicianship of the rest of the band. Yeah, it's like the the craftsmanship of everybody mm. that's playing guitar, that's playing drum, gets a bit that's lost. lost. Yeah, and that's the only, that's kind of the big issue with it for me. I think it again, it's something that will come across better live though, because you do get the full band yes. experience live, and it's obviously how this and, is the, all and the synths and the electros as well are turned down, yeah, like for live shows. So it's more about the band and not about the electro stuff yeah. that they've been doing. So I think it's probably as a live album it would be better, but as a album it's just it just doesn't do it for me. So scores out of ten. Seven and a half. Okay, I'd, I'm going to score this seven like the Metallica album because it's it was much anticipated but just didn't deliver what mm. I thought or wanted it could be. Yeah, I kind of wanted to give it an eight, but it definitely lost points for those trumpets. Yeah. <laughs> You fucking hate a trumpet. And I couldn't give it beyond an eight because there are bits that I'm not as keen on, even though I love the bits that I do love. Yeah. So, yeah. 
There we go. <laughs> okay, we're on to the main section now. And it's not really kind of like a main section that we'd normally do that would feature a guest that we'd maybe have on or a specific topic, a specific topic that we talk about. It's basically we're, we're just going to kind of have a quick chat about the last year because it's been a whole year. Or it will have been. Or it will be by the time you've heard this. Yeah. So it's not a year to us yet. But. Not quite, but well, it probably has recording-wise because we would have recorded the week before. So I guess it's almost a full year since we first sat down in front of the microphone. Yeah, scary. Or behind the microphone. Wherever in front of. In front of. <laughs> whole year and don't even know where I'm sat. No, well, we've changed rooms. We have. We've gone up in the... We've even got our own podcast desk now. <laughs> yep, we've got our own podcast desk and in almost a semi-dedicated room, I think. Yeah, kind of. And one thing I would actually like to say is to... Obviously, we, we can see kind of like how many people listen to us each week. And we would love to say a big thank you to everybody that absolutely just listens, enjoys, maybe... I don't know... Maybe gets involved on social media with us. Yeah, we get the odd comments and we do very much appreciate them. Yeah, we, we do appreciate it. And So, yeah, thank you, everybody who's listened, whether it's been one episode or all 58 prior to this 59th one, and you're now listening to the 59th one because you're you not dedicated. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know much what I was saying. I thought you, you were definitely going to – you went 50? I'm looking the at the calendar. calendar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, I want to just pop in a little bit of old school ready to mosh. Go on. Do a very, very pinny, because I couldn't really find much exciting that happened. Rock the week. So anyone who listened to us from the beginning will know that we used to do Rock the Week, where we look back on this week in rock and metal history. Season one. So on this day in rock and metal history, which is the 2nd of May, so this goes out on the 1st of May because, you know, the days move along in the week as time goes on. So I just had a quick look at what happened on the 2nd of May in rock and metal history particularly and turns out not a lot <laughs> not a lot of podcasts started yeah our <laughs> podcast started there are a few rock birthdays to mention which include jeff good of stone temple pilots lou graham of foreigner and goldie mcjohn what an awesome name of steppenwolf so happy birthday to them on the 2nd of may it's also david beckham's birthday on the 2nd of may but he's neither rock nor metal no <laughs> Obviously, you've only mentioned that as a Manchester United fan. And I did actually meet David Beckham on his actual birthday, once upon a time. But that so. was a pleasure for him, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm sure it was, 14-year-old me. Yeah, um, also on this day, the 2nd of May, Tool release Lateralis. Lateralis. Lateralis, sorry, Tool fan. You're yes. All very, you're all very <laughs> particular. King Lateralis. Lateralis. Yeah, they, they released that in 2006 anyway, and sold half a million copies in the first week. Yeah, because it's fucking epic. And also because it has a very quirky cover. Um, It's fucking epic. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about all I could find that happened on this date. There was no, obviously things happened, but nothing. Things happened. Nothing really you, worth You know what's going to happen? We're, we're going to look back and there's going to be like, the, there would have been elections, there would have been... Probably a, was a war start of May, somewhere. <laughs> but, you know, in rock and metal history, not a lot else. As far as we care, as far as we care in the rock and metal community... Yeah. That is what happened. Yeah, little random bits and bobs. And we could have even mentioned it on the first episode because that would have covered this week. So <laughs> I just literally focused on the one day. 
Oh, that was Alexa, by the way, um, telling us that somebody's turned up at the front door, and it happens every fucking time. So we started unplugging it, but we've forgotten today. And it is probably a takeaway for our neighbours. Because at this it always time. fucking is. Because it is actually 20 to 10, and this is very late for us to be up. Yeah. <laughs> On a Saturday. Unless we're at a gig. Well, yeah. But we're rock and roll, so. We'll look back and see who that was on the camera yeah. in a bit. Moving on then, so. Fuck it, I'm going to look back now. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll do this live. We'll do, this we're going to do a live look Who back came on to ring. The door? It's either somebody with a takeaway for next door or it's a van. Because I don't think it's a dog at this time of night. It was a van going up the street. Okay. I bet you're all intrigued to have that mystery yeah. solved. Do, 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 do. So, looking back then on the history of the last year of the podcast, what can we say? What's been your favourite moment? My favourite moment? I can't, can't, I can't pick one. You know I can't ever pick one. <laughs> what have been your favourite moments? My favourite moments. I think all of the interviews we've done have all been very special in their own way. And by that, I mean, because they've all been quite different, I guess, to a point. Yeah, I get that. We've had a yeah. range of guests. I think we've been very... And I have said this to like the guests off the pod mm. as well. So I think we've been very lucky that everybody we've spoken to an interview who've taken their time out to come on the podcast have been absolutely lovely. Yeah. I don't I don't think there's been anybody that I've really thought, oh, you're a complete dick. But, you know, everybody's taken the time out. And some people haven't even had things to promote. No. Which it, you know, which is kind of blows my mind that it's like we've we've got nothing to promote, but if you we will mm. happily talk to you. I think just the fact we've even had guests. Well, actually, yeah. you know, I, <laughs> that's been I, a thing. I mean, I think for me, I think one of my biggest highlights was speaking to Baz. I was just going to say, I can't believe, I still can't believe, I still can't believe we spoke to Baz. <laughs> he was yeah. actually on our laptop screen. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we've already trying to deal with technology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bless. <laughs> that that'll be a le- that will definitely be a takeaway. Well, that's probably the fact going I, back down yeah, the street. Yeah, but, yeah, it will be. Shall I unplug this? Probably. Yeah, <laughs> we do live on a cul-de-sac which may sound a little bit posh but it ain't it's not no but the van's probably turned at the top and gone round after dropping a takeaway off somewhere else i would suspect yeah at this time but we won't have any more interruptions no. because i fucking unplugged it so anyway yeah baz was great yeah i think baz was absolutely lovely and i kind of hoped he would be nice but he was so much nicer than he was yeah I don't know, it just gives you a nice warm feeling that people that are in like bands that have done so well over the last you know few years mm. are happy to spend time to talk out to a podcast mm. and just say, oh yeah, I'm happy to chat with you guys. And and I think the thing with Baz as well was like everyone who we've had on has been great and we've been really appreciative that they've come on, but most of the other bands that we've had on have been relatively new to us, whereas we were massive wagons fans. Yeah. Massive, massive wagons fans. Massive, massive wagons fans. Before we'd even started the podcast. Yeah, I mean, we'd, we'd see massive so, wagons countless times. Yeah. And then to actually have Baz on yeah. was just kind of like such a big deal for it us. It was, and very, still very surreal. <laughs> yeah, it's very surreal. So, but you're you. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, that's that was a, yeah, that was definitely a highlight. I think other things that have been a highlight for me, not necessarily for the podcast, but for what's happened outside of the podcast. So we've had our first interview was with Sinkalima. 
Mm-hmm. It was. Who are absolutely fantastic guys. And if you've not listened to any of their music, go check it out now because it is great. Yeah. Real stone of rock. I've got an episode dedicated to their most recent release a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Wavelength. So check that out and their previous album because they're awesome. They are awesome. And since since we spoke to them, they kind of like, they played at the, was it the Yang stage at Bloodstock? They did, yeah. And the crowd was absolutely heaving for that. Mm. So it's like they drew a really good crowd. People kind of were really into it. So it was great to see that, you know, kind of somebody local and that we'd spoken to, just see them doing that. We then spoke to Lake Malice, who have gone on to, I don't know, God. They've exploded. They've exploded. It's like they own the world at the yeah, moment. touring Europe with Bloody Wood. They're doing dates with Vukovy later in May. Yeah. Obviously on the dog tooth at Download. Yeah, I'm down the front for that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's just so amazing to see them just, yeah, get just bigger get that, and bigger. Cause, just explode like yeah. they have, yeah. And, yeah, and then the most recent interviews, you know, we were talking to Lowen, we've been talking to Internal Conflict, we've been talking to Damien, and everybody that we've interviewed has just been so cool. Yeah. And, you know, we appreciate that, they have their things to do. They're in a band. Mm. A lot of these people have full-time jobs as well, like we do. Yeah. And it's just nice to chat. And they, they've taken the time out. And obviously, the things you don't hear on the pod after, you know, we, we get to just have a nice little chat with actually the band. Yeah. On a personal level instead of a interview thing. But And it's been absolutely great. Yeah. And also, we had Katie on from Metal for Good back oh, in oh, yeah. September and they have now got their charitable status they're doing great things they've got auctions going off so I think they're still live at the moment you can go and bid on some awesome prizes they've got their eBay shop where you can go and obviously bid on various bits of memorabilia to help them raise money to do all the great things they're doing they've got affiliation with various festivals now so they've grown so much as well. Yeah, I got the um, I got an email from Katie the other day. You know the, the um, oh, we're on the mailing list, aren't we? Yeah, because we're on the mailing list. And mm. um, yeah, it's like they're doing so much good work for kind of like the metal community. So if you can spare some money to donate to that, do that as well. Because mm. that that is amazing. Yeah. Moving on then, so Kevin has now got a hiccup. So yes, I have. So I apologise. Oh, fuck. I apologise if any of these make it in, but yes, I do have the hiccups. I will try my best to edit the hiccups out, but I'm sure some will sneak it. You never know, we might forget about them. Obviously not. Yeah, so I think just moving on a little bit to social media and just say a big thank you to everyone who has followed us on every platform. We started out on Instagram and Twitter at Ready to Moshcast. Twitter, not going to lie, has kind of died a death a bit because it has in the world in general, I feel. Yeah, it has, yeah. But Instagram, there's over 555 of you following us. 555, we're aiming for 666. So thank you to all of you following us on there. Didn't expect to get that many so soon. No, no, you you kind of set some personal targets. Yeah, but I think at the start of the year, as in from end of December, I think, oh, get to 250 for download. (laughs) We've we've sailed past that one. Yeah. So thank y'all. We've expanded into the world of TikTok. That's a very slow burn. Not much goes on in there. We've not got many followers. So if you want to give us a follow on there, but you know, we tend to just do like almost a mini vlog on there of any gigs that we go to and a couple of other random bits. Well, you say we do. It's like I do. <laughs> you are our social media represent. Oh, Jesus Christ. You are our social media representative. 
Yes. We're on Facebook now, which we won't start with, but we've seen an advantage of going on there. Again, it's a small community on there, but do go give us a follow on there as well. We're kind of active on there, but things linking from Instagram on there now. So we have a presence, as they say. Yes. <laughs> we, we have a presence and we have my hiccups over the top. Indeed. And YouTube, we've kind of always had a YouTube channel. <laughs> You've kind of always had hiccups. Oh, Jesus, it's got worse. <laughs> oh, no. This could be our longest ever episode, purely because of your hiccups. Anyway, yeah, so YouTube, we've kind of always been there. The podcast has always linked in and launched an episode on there. But recently we have started doing gig vlogs from the start of this year. We've kind of vlogged every gig that we've been to in either one or whatever episode. So, (laughs) (laughs) for fuck's sake. Sorry, we just had to pause for an epic hiccup episode. So I've kind of lost my train of thought, but I think I was talking about YouTube. So we've gone on to doing some gig vlogs from the start of this year. So go give us a follow on or a subscribe on YouTube. Go and watch our gig vlogs. There'll be more coming up in the form of festival vlogs. They're a bit sporadic. So we literally only do the vlogs and the YouTube proper stuff when there's something to show. As and when we're going somewhere. I guess. So if you want to go and put a face to the voice, go and have a look on there. That would be cool. Think the matter of God. So yeah, I guess that's a bit about the past. I mean, we're not going to obviously go through every album we've reviewed, every gig we've reviewed, every band we've recommended, although we do recommend that you go and look back on the recommendations in particular. And listen to the Spotify recommendations, because they're all on there. They're all on the playlists, yeah. So do that, we'll link them at some point, but you can get them through the link in our bio on our link tree. So yeah, always say go on there if you want to find some new bands to listen to, because new bands are awesome. Yeah, so then things we've got coming up that we definitely know about in the future. So although this is before Uprising, we are going to do Uprising, so you'll get to hear about that soon. And that's exciting because that's our first venture as press. Yes, we are. Thank you very much to DC Sound Attack for giving us press for that. Yeah. And we're really excited about doing that, and that's kind of like part of the reason that we've done so many interviews with the bands that are there. Yeah, I just wanted to give a little bit of promo to some of the bands and obviously yeah, kind the of festival get, get itself. Yeah, some build-up and crowds yeah. for those people. So the review will be coming up next week for that, because that will have happened, although it's in the future now. It'll be in the past when this goes out. So that's exciting. Obviously, there's download to look forward to, because there's always download to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, there should be previews, reviews, our predictions for next year, and hopefully a vlog to go alongside that. Yeah. Do you know what? One of the things I'm really excited about doing is the um, anticipation of who's going to play next year. Yeah. I've already got some notes noted down. Yeah, I, I've got the same. I've, I've got a few bands in mind. Mm-hmm. I think we'll definitely be playing. And then after that, we've got Mangata in Nottingham. Yeah. Which, we've, yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we're going to do a bit of a preview about Mangata and who the bands that we really want to see there. Actually, I think we'll cover all the bands, actually, won't we? Probably will. It's a one-day one this year and then an after-party as well, so there are plenty of bands to go out. So we'll kind of do a, a whiz-through of everyone and who we're looking forward to seeing, which will probably be everyone. <laughs> yeah, it most probably will. Yeah. And they changed the location of Mangara as well. Yeah, I think we've mentioned this before, but yeah, it's now at the rescue rooms rather than at the brewery. That's fine. 
Yeah, that's that's, that's totally cool. Just one of those things. We're, we're more than happy in the rescue rooms. We've long been there many times. Exactly. As long as there's a stage with bands on, we're happy. After rescue rooms. Oh, actually, we're, we're missing a big one, aren't we? So there is potentially going to be a mini episode in between Download and Mangata because I'm at Glastonbury. Oh, you are. Keep forgetting you're going off for a week. Yes, but it's not week. It's five <laughs> days. <laughs> well, it's the best part of a week. You're going on a Tuesday and you're going back on Monday. So <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to be at Glastonbury and there are going to be, hopefully, depending on what kind of state I get into, uh, there are going to be some vlogs that I send back. And hopefully we can kind of piece together something for that. Hopefully. I mean, I'll probably be watching some of it on telly sporadically. I'm only going to be watching people I want to watch. And from my previous experience, it's a bit difficult to watch because they always show stuff I don't want to watch and they never show the stuff I do want to watch. But Well, I'll be on the stuff that you do want to watch. That is true. And, yeah, good luck with the flags on that one. Yeah. Oof. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Don't get me started on the flags. Um, but yeah, so there's going to be the Glastonbury thing that we'll hopefully get a mini episode out for. I think it'll be a full episode. Oh, actually, okay. that's what I've penciled in for you. Okay. So oh wow. Okay. Make sure you've got your notebook with you. So then we're into August. So that's Stone Dead. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to going back to Stone Dead yeah. this year. That was awesome last year. I can't wait again this year for that one. Yeah, well, we both said that that was our favourite festival of the year. Yeah, we did four last year and that was number one for various reasons. Facilities, bands, food, Friendliness, yeah, yeah every, everything just kind of combined. That was the ultimate festival. It was. Obviously, prior to that, earlier in August, there is Bloodstock, which we're still a bit in and in of. Depends. It depends. We might still be able to squeeze Bloodstock in. Or maybe just a day. I don't know. But again, it's so hard to pick a day festival. A day for a festival, isn't it? Yeah. And with with Bloodstock as well, it's like they've got so much quality over the three days. So we don't know, maybe Bloodstock. We're going to try and squeeze it in if we can. Yeah. It's unlikely, but we will. We'll try. Yeah. Watch watch this space on that one. And then I think the final festival of the, the year will be Derby Alt Fest in October. Again, that we know not of, the one so that we're really excited to be at. Yeah, it's five days in total. Some of it is just evenings to start with, and then you've got some full days over the weekend. But it's a new one to us. Some awesome bands there, some we've seen before, some we've not seen before. Yeah, that'll be really exciting. Yeah, I, I think we've got, over the next kind of like 12 months from where we are, we've got 12 months of festivals that are going to be so good. And alongside that, all of the gigs that we're going to be going to as well. But I was just going to say, we've not actually got any gigs booked at the moment, apart from festivals thus far, but they're getting announced all the time. The only one I've got is Hollywood Vampires in July. Yeah, which I I wish I was kind of going to, but it's on school night. It is on the school night, yeah. Um, It's a school night I can't make, Mm. unfortunately. But I'm sure other gigs will pop up and we'll be reviewing and vlogging those as we go, as we do. So just before we finish, one of the other things we'd like to say is that there are so many great podcasts out right now, and some in particular that we really want to give a big shout-out to are Nevermind Polly with Matt Bacon. Yeah, he came on the podcast. He was one of our guests towards the end of last year, I think. Yeah, he was, yeah. Had a chat about his own podcast, obviously faced a quick fair round. We had some good chat about music that he loves, that we love. It was great. And introduced us to some new bands that we'd never heard of. Yeah. And that's that's kind of one of, one of the great things about doing this is that you find out about so many new mm. bands. And, and one of the podcasts I think we'd really love to both give a big shout out to 
is their download. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam and Simon, because I was on their podcast before we started this podcast. Yeah. And they're one of the big inspirations for kind of doing this. Yeah. And we went on their podcast. Was it after the first download announcement? It was after the first download. No, it was before. It was just before, actually, yeah. It was just before. We had a chat about who we were hoping to see, who we expected to see, etc. So, yeah, go check them out. Yeah, and hopefully we can get both of those guys on. Unfortunately, our, our audio quality was absolutely dog shit, for which we apologised, <laughs> but it was really bad. But we've got all that sorted now, so hopefully we can get those guys on as well. Yeah. And maybe do a download podcast. Yeah, that would be good. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything we wanted to cover over what we've done over the last year. Who knew that we'd last a year? Yeah, a lot of podcasts don't last as long, and like we put a bit of a commitment into this, and hopefully you guys are enjoying what you're listening to. Yeah, and the fact that we know at least a couple of people listen to us makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, it makes all the difference. It's not just me and you rambling in a room. Well, we probably probably are, actually, Especially tonight. (laughs) However, the fact that, you know, some people are listening to this now, and that's great, so thank you. And that was the beer cast. It was, yeah. Happy birthday to us. Us. So I guess I should just do the usual ending then. So thank you for listening, as always. Hope you've enjoyed it. Looking back over the last year, if you've been listening from the start, then thank you very much. As we've already said, if you're new, go back and listen to some old episodes and pick out particularly the interviews because they're great. And, yeah, if you're not already following us on Twitter and Instagram, we're at Ready to Mosh Cast and Facebook, TikTok and YouTube at Ready to Mosh. So go give us a follow, like, share, a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform and we will be back with episode number 60 next week. Make a slop move.